Welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, your home for learning ways to attract more traffic to your website, generate more leads, convert more leads into customers, and build stronger relationships with your customers. And now, your hosts, Justin Johnson and Ken Franzen. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 13, lucky number 13, Ken, of the Neon Noise Podcast, where we talk about topics that will help you decode marketing and sales. Hey, Ken, how is everything with you today? Things are going great. Thank you, Sarah. How about yourself? Things are going fabulous. Um, Something that we haven't talked about or touched on yet is marketing budgets. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of companies that we talk to, they have budgets. A lot of companies don't. So maybe we can dive in and answer some questions on the topic today. Um, when when I think of marketing for my business and budgets, I think of two two main resources. What do you think of, Ken? Uh, two main resources when marketing a business, you have time and or you have money. Ding, ding, ding. Ken Franzen is the winner. Time and money. So, I mean, really, that's it, you know, and there's no, there's no easy way around it. Um, there's no little magical marketing pills that we can create a hands-free marketing system that requires zero time and costs us nothing, right? So We haven't found those yet. So <laughs> no, man, I mean, those, it's, believe you me, they will be for sale. I am going to send you some of those if I do find them. If anybody else can find them, shoot them our way because I would love to. Uh, I would love to have one of those. But now, I mean, really, you know, you can save a lot of money by doing stuff yourself. Um, you know, if you're like most of us entrepreneurs, you know, time is something that you simply do not have, and it's an extremely valuable resource. I personally have no time. I have what seems like 58 kids and they require every last little bit of my time (laughs) on a daily basis. Ken is kind of in the same boat. So, uh, you know, what it boils down to is, you know, likely you have to figure out a way to establish a marketing budget and, you know, have some type of a, a specific plan on how to maximize a return on this budget. So, what I thought about today, you know, we could dive into a couple different, um, a couple different topics on marketing budgets, and specifically, those would be um, one, how we see a lot of businesses approach marketing; two, how much money, according to the experts, um, should we spend on marketing; uh, three, how you go about creating a marketing budget; and four, what you do if you have no money to spend on marketing i think that sure. there's quite a few people that we talk to that that have don't that do not have any money <laughs> um can um what what do you see most businesses and with with how they approach marketing what what have you experienced well and and this i think is an important item to touch on because budget is so precious when you establish a budget and you uh, have, or or you you don't have a budget, but you end up finding some funds, uh, you have a good month or a good quarter, and you want to get some money, some, to spend. put some money towards marketing. Uh, right. Then it 
we, we see the same thing happen over and over again. So let's, let's take a look at an ideal world in an ideal world. Perfect scenario. We live in a vacuum. You would have already had set a marketing budget and it'd be coupled with a defined marketing plan or strategy. Okay. That sounds perfect. Yep, exactly. So far, so good. You know exactly what's what works and what doesn't work. Right. You know that if you were to invest, say, $500 into a specific uh, campaign or, or just invest $500, period, you you know what to expect to see in, re, in a return for customer sales with a okay. decent amount of accuracy. So you can okay. make some projections there because you know your numbers. Right. And when you notice something doesn't work particularly well, change it they're underperforming you can change it but when you find areas that work particularly well you can increase your investment there so that's the ideal world now we don't live in an ideal world (laughs) you make it sound so easy (laughs) if it was only that easy right so the fact is most businesses and if you're listening to this you Saying to yourself, "Well, that's not me. I'm not in the ideal world. That's right. you're in the, I don't the have a defined marketing budget. <laughs> exactly, they don't. Nor do they have a defined marketing plan or strategy. Right. What oftentimes happens is a business will try a particular strategy based on maybe what they see another business doing, or mm-hmm. a pitch they get from the local media rep. Uh, let's say that uh, we all get those phone calls from." Someone pr- pretending to be from Google saying they can get us on page one. Um, I've never gotten some, those calls. No, of course not. Uh, maybe maybe it's something they read in a blog post or a webinar that they attend. These are all really good tactics that can be used to get your business in front of your buyer persona. Mm-hmm. But too many times it's done without an overall strategy in place. So the limits of the overall effectiveness of these efforts. Right they're they're not as is it's just not there and so these these individual tactics are acting independently right where if they were acting in conjunction with other tactics that would compose a total solution you'd uh-huh. see better results so that makes perfect sense you know it's kind of like um starting a some traditional campaign maybe like a tv or radio commercial to promote your business right sure there's a perfect example right both of our wives are in the tv industry dude I, uh, okay i'm gonna stop you right there you uh i just want to make note that um ken is bringing our wives into this so anything <laughs> that he says um it's a hundred percent on him i'll take all the heat that the girls can deliver <laughs> So both of our wives are in the TV industry. They're particularly in the uh, sales side of things. So they sell TV commercials to businesses, which is a fantastic tool for getting your business out there in front of a ton of eyeballs. But what happens a lot, you see, in the feedback we get from businesses that say, I tried TV. So much time is spent producing an awesome commercial, whether it's a 60-second spot, a 30-second spot. They're... They have production crews that are that are great. They produce nice quality commercials. They tell the business's story, this this call to action, whatever it might be. Right. And they work with the business and identifying what the target demographic is they're shooting mm. for, that buyer persona, and they choose the programming that would best position them in front of that that proper demographic or buyer persona. Right. So this tactic <clears throat> worked awesome twenty years ago. <laughs> I can see where you're going with this. 
before the internet, before smartphones, before we all had all the information at the end of our fingertips at all points mm-hmm. in times. So what, what could be a better solution here? I would say use that TV commercial. So yeah. bringing my back self back to maybe a safe zone with the girls. What about like a landing page or dropping them someplace that they can continue to market to them? That's it. The shelf life of that TV commercial is 30, 60 seconds. It comes, it goes. So when we talk about where different consumers are in the buyer's journey, if you're saying call us today to get uh, our product and service, if they're, you know, that they're that small percentage, Mm -hmm. same percentage of people filling out forms on your website, you're, you're not going to connect with them. But however, if you direct them towards call to action, more information, download our guide to learning how to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Go to this, this URL, uh, your website forward slash um, guide, and have them download that guide as a top of funnel offer that's super, super, super handy to continue leveraging yeah. that spot that you purchased. So so you're you know with the, the bottom of funnel offer where you're only saying call us today, you're only reaching really that small percentage that's in the decision stage where is if you were to work in conjunction with a landing page or try to get both those uh, groups of people, um, you know, get those, those top of funnel people watching that TV commercial into an email workflow. Right. Um, obviously this works differently. I mean, if you're a pizza place advertising, you're not sure. going to have an email workflow. You could, I guess. I mean, yeah, but, but uh, I mean, it doesn't just, um, you're not just, this isn't just applying to TV. This is more along the lines of, I mean, you're talking about, you know, TV, radio, paid search, billboard, everything like that, right? Yeah, Facebook. I mean, this this doesn't just apply to traditional media that, right. that we sometimes right. catch ourselves bashing a little bit. <laughs> Face, Facebook ads, paid search, you name it. I mean, an individual tactic that stands alone is not as strong as as when you sure. you combine two something together. Function with something else. Yep. Exactly. I just pick on TV because our wives it's are in easy, the biz, right? And we can <laughs> we can find out how long they take before they listen to this episode of the podcast, right? <laughs> Uh, I love it. Good so, but what, but what we hear though, we go out and we talk to to businesses. They're like, "I tried Facebook ads; it didn't work." Yeah, but what and did it, you tie that into? Was it you it, know exactly it what they did? Kind of, yeah, they kinda trial. They, they they one and done. They hit it and quit it type yeah. setup where they they tried it for a short period of time. There wasn't much playing a strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't drive it through. Uh, a system or a funnel or anything else. They Mm -hmm. threw some money at it and they didn't see a return, even though they likely couldn't measure the effectiveness of that return because they didn't have tools of measurement in place. Right. So you really, you know, stop firing shots in the dark from the hip, right? Yep. Create a defined marketing planner strategy and couple it with a marketing budget. And you'll be amazed how those results can really change. Good, good, good stuff. Love it. So, um, now that we've talked a little bit about, you know, what businesses are doing, let's chat, um, you know, how much money, how much money should I spend on my marketing budget? What should I budget? Well, um, we've heard that, what, that 10% the average used to be spending 10% of gross revenue yeah. on, on your marketing. I've heard that number. I hear and that I, a lot. I get that a lot. I don't know if that's from the sixties or that's today's <laughs> stuff I, because yeah. it's one of those, uh, those legends that's the the magical number um the number it's 10 percent. right so i did some digging around found a couple resources i'll drop the links to those in the show notes 
But one particular resource found, I found it, it seemed to make a lot of sense. And what they were talking about was how long you've been in business mm-hmm. should have some dictation of how much you should spend of your gross revenue. Okay, cool. On marketing. So if you're a business that's zero to one years, mm-hmm. so you're just getting started you're getting fresh. You got to get your brand out there, get your name out there. You got to do a little bit more probably than somebody that's been in business longer. Right. That's what you think. But the, the, the recommendation was actually that you wait until you get a year under your belt, because a lot of it's going to be the hustle and getting the business going. Yeah. Good point. And ramping up how much disposable. I mean, if you're a startup and you have, do you have investors money? Right. Then, then this conversation is different. You're, you're likely, if you have investors, you, you obtain those investors because you had this defined marketing plan with the budget sure. and, investment so we're speaking of non-invested startups or non-funded startups you're gonna be like we were the first year you know you're out there banging doors and mm-hmm. doing networking meetings and hustling your butt off not that we don't do that anymore but you're just doing that primarily but you have do that right? yes you don't have a budget but you also you have time to do that you don't have the work True. yet and you're <laughs> building up 50 that kids then man <laughs> Yeah, if, if it was a lot easier back then. Speaking truth, right there with the fifty-eight kids. So any TV show producers that's watching this and wants the uh, the next great reality show, oh, go to the Johnsons' house. You'll have a fun-filled time with uh, Sam hey, and Justin plus fifty-eight. I'm right? Thinking about looking at uh, getting a new bus for the family pretty soon. So beautiful. We'll, we'll all be able to get around. Awesome. So if you are in. You're beyond that year one. You've, you've kind of gotten the your legs underneath you, and you're now established and have work and some budget, and so, or excuse me, some some revenue and things along those lines. What they're recommended is somewhere between 12 and 20% of gross revenue. Really? Okay. And this is because you're still growing. You're still new. You need to be a little bit more aggressive on the marketing end. You don't have that word of mouth maybe mm-hmm. that's coming through. Um, you don't have, uh, maybe an established brand. You don't have uh, a lot of content built up on your website. That's getting you, uh, some blog posts that might be evergreen and ranking yeah. well, that's giving you that repeat, repeat traffic coming through and over and over again. So they're recommended 12 to 20% of gross revenue. That makes and sense. then beyond five years, five plus years, uh, they're, what they're saying is anywhere from six to 12, which kind of hits that 10% mark. And so 6% might be for, you know, a lean approach. Yeah. Or 12% might be a little bit more of an aggressive approach. And we can all say that uh, those that have been in business for five plus years at different years, uh, you, you, you want to grow. And sometimes that growth is steady. And right. even sometimes it's a bit of a roller coaster ride from one year's better than the next. And so you make adjustments, but ultimately you're mindful that the revenue, your gross revenue, a portion of that needs to be or should be devoted towards funding a marketing strategy. Right. Interesting so, stuff. Yeah. The next question that comes to mind when um, when I'm thinking about marketing, my marketing budget is just, you know, how do I, if I'm a new company or if I'm, if I'm just, figuring out that I want to start creating this marketing budget is where do I start? Just, you know, do I start with goals? Do I start with how much I can spend? You know, what, what are the first steps? Well, the first step is really, you, you hit it right in uh, the nail on the head there with goals. You want to figure out what it is you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying mm-hmm. to get. 
if you're looking at saying, okay, I would like to grow 15% this next year, or my goals are to increase the value of my current customer base by upselling them. Mm-hmm. Now, ideals is it there. yearly or, you know, should it be more of a, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to have this set over three months or six months or, you know, is it beneficial to do it over 12 months? I, I, that's a great question. And I think that specific to individual businesses based on how they're set up. I know that sure. I would look at a business that is non-seasonal and that has some relatively identifiable spending trends, accounting established okay. that, that you can actually look at and you have a budget that you could create and say, okay, I can predict with some degree of accuracy that I'm going to do 1.2 million in sales this year. Mm-hmm. And I can devote, um, well, I can't devote the, the 10%, the 120,000, which would be 10 grand a month. But yeah. what I can devote is I can, I can devote half that I can devote 5,000 a month. So I can hit the 5% mark. Right. And, um, I feel very, fairly <clears throat> comfortable. Now, if you're looking at a seasonal business, let's say it's uh, a landscape, landscape, excuse me, landscape, mm-hmm. snowplow business, landscapers, landscapers everywhere. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's Friday, man. I, I, I need to, <laughs> I'm ready we for the weekend. Doing, you know, I, I think that what, what we're going to do is if we're going to do the Friday podcast from now on, we need to have beers while we're doing it. Hey, I'm down for uh, a <laughs> podcast cocktail at any point in time. That sounds fantastic. All right, so, so back to the back to landscapers. Let's get out landscapers. Of. Exactly, they're they're a seasonal business, so yeah. they likely. I know a lot of great landscapers. They plan well. They know that the that the money they're making in during the the summer months. And I speak uh, from uh, Toledo, Ohio, right now, where Justin's in Orlando, Florida. So our seasonality is, is a lot different. Uh, you pretty much have lawn crews working year round where here yeah. in, in the, in the Midwest, the Northern Midwest, they're pretty active. Uh, we won't start cutting grass here until April right. at the earliest. And so they're conscious. The many of them are conscious that the money they make from April through when the grass stops growing in, let's say October is Got to keep them going November through March. Yep. yep. Now, what they often do is they supplement with snow plowing service. And there's lots of great money in snow plowing when and if it snows. But that's something that they cannot control. And it's very mm. weather dependent uh, on both sides. So with a business like that, you might look at and, and, and you also have to consider the consuming habits. Uh, what your marketing strategy is, if it's a lot of paid search, Facebook, paid ads, mm-hmm. um, newspaper ads, things along those lines, you're not going to be advertising your lawn care business right. for outdoor yard maintenance packages. Sure. Uh, in, in the middle of December, you might be advertising snow plowing if it's mm-hmm. snowy, but you, you really aren't trying to capture that interest because the interest isn't out there. So to answer mm-hmm. your question, I think it depends on the type of business that you're in. I think that what we oftentimes do is if we get into the, the uh, act of, of roller coaster marketing where we say, oh, oh, crap, we need leads. You know, it's kind of dead around here. I need to get some leads generated to close <laughs> some sales. 
shouldn't be doing to, that, to, right? To be busy. And then what <laughs> happens is you get you, you do a lot of marketing efforts, you get really busy, right. and then, then you, you stop don't need it anymore. <laughs> then you stop doing the marketing because stop, you don't, don't need want, it. Anymore. I don't want any leads anymore. Sure. Let's put them on. And pause. then all of a sudden you get through that batch of work and then you're right back to it's dead around here again. Yeah. So I mean so the year round budget helps alleviate yeah. that roller coaster. You got a constant <laughs> flow of leads. Um and uh it, cool. it helps you have some predictability to everything. Awesome. All right. So that covers goals, right? Determine yep. our goals. How about um, what uh, identifying, you know, how much I should spend? Yeah, that's, you know, we kind of covered that uh, briefly in the uh, the last topic of, you know, how much should you spend? Can you can you do the 10%? Can you do the 6%? Can you do the 5%? I'm talking about if I don't have anything at all to start off. If you don't have anything... A, a budget at all to start off with. And this yep. is a common question we get a lot. Um, what do you do in a, if you're in a situation where you need more traffic, you need more leads to grow your business, yep. but you just don't have the monetary resources to do so? Um, the real question I think you ask is, what happens if you don't come up with a marketing budget? Good point. You know, each new customer that you bring into your business should have some sort of of marketing acquisition cost. How much? You are willing to pay mm-hmm. to bring a new customer to the door. Now, if you don't, start thinking that way a little bit. And if your margins are super tight, um, see what you can do about either raising your, your rates a little bit, which right. oftentimes is easier than, than everyone thinks it is, or or cutting costs. But in other is words, there a way to like, is there a formula or anything that I could use to try to help figure that out? Yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's just say, think about this for for a quick second. How much money would you pay me today? So, if I, I if I said uh, Bob's lawn care service, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, Bob, if I walked up to your front door of your office, knocked on it, opened it up, and I had another person with me, mm-hmm. and I said, Jim here wants to buy landscaping services, sure. how much money would you you would you give me? Uh, what if I had five gyms, right?" Five gyms. Okay. So whatever that know. number depends on what they're depends on what they're buying, I guess. Exactly. So for you the know. sake of argument, let's say that let's just say that this number, and I know that for a landscaping, uh, I think the margins are a little bit better than two hundred dollars, but let's just say that this this for uh this this is thousand dollars is the, the value of those five customers. Okay. Cool. So that's two hundred dollars. Yeah. I would probably give you I don't know. Maybe a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. If I'm nice. If you're nice, if you're generous. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for the generosity. So uh, I'm going to use 200 just so we can do round numbers right, in my brain. Cause I, I think we, we, we established it's Friday and, and I right. had a cocktail. So $200 per customer, you work, work the math backwards. So what we're trying to do is say, all right, for starts, how much is a new customer worth to our business? And we've established that $200. So going backwards, use your close rate, right? How many leads does it take you to close one customer? Right? So if it takes you, if you need five leads to close one customer, your close rate is 10%. Sure. So in this case, to get five customers, you would need 50 leads, right? All right. So this means overall that you'd be spending about $20 per lead. Not bad. Not bad. I think that Mm -hmm. that's fairly doable. Yeah. 
it, it, in some industries, it might be more, but those industries, I think that that customer value is much higher. So what are some ideas and ways to get those leads for less than 20 bucks? Well, that's, that's which, that's what the strategy comes <laughs> into play. You know, what can we do to generate these $20 leads? Can right. we do a, can we launch a paid search campaign where let's say the average cost per click is, is $4 and we can convert 20% of those, those clicks okay. that would give us a $20 lead. All right. Yeah. So that's how you would go about creating a budget out of nothing. And that math, the reason why I presented that mathematical equation mm-hmm. is to get the thinking about that, that customer, that, that marketing acquisition cost for each customer, because then you start looking at it as an investment and you start working backwards and quickly identifying uh, how to assign a value to the lead or right. what activities and you break it down. Now, as I mentioned before, you can invest time or you can invest money. If you have the time to go out and work networking events, trade shows, do it. You can make connections on LinkedIn. It. Yeah, go for it. That's it's right. it's worth it. it right. If you even if you have money to market it, and you have that time, mm-hmm. let's say you have a well-established oil well-oiled machine, and we have one person here devoted to, or five people devoted to sales, and that's what they're going to do. Do it because that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But if you don't have the time to do that, then you're really going to have to do whatever is necessary to find these monetary resources that you can invest into a marketing plan. So when, when, when push comes to shove, really it's amazing where we can find ways to cut expenses or create funds for a marketing budget. And oftentimes you look at just simply stopping the marketing activities that you're currently doing that aren't working or maybe that you're, you're, it might be that yellow page campaign that, that you're really terrified about cutting the cord with and saying, oh, my gosh, I've had this. For, these have been my ads for 15 years, and they, they're not as performing as well as they used to. But I want to keep them because How I have seniority. That, though? You know? <clears throat> well, I mean, they got some ads have call tracking numbers. And right. others, it's just you, your internal measurements. Uh, measurements of, hey, how did you hear about this? But, you know, my, my little uh, secret uh, insight on the yellow pages is you got something think, against yellow pages on TV? I don't know what it is. Man. No, more, not, it's, there's nothing it's, it's, it's yellow pages because you used to work there. Yeah, I used TV to work yellow pages because our wives are tied to it, right? I guess it's probably conversation. I don't know, man. Pop up more there's more, something and there. It's more, it's more debatable items yeah. than anything personally. If you talk to Ken, like, he's cutting your TV and he's cutting your yellow pages. <laughs> that's where he's taking. I, that's where he's taking that marketing budget and applying it to us, right? That's that's highly likely. Yes, but um, my 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 theory in the yellow pages is this: I think that over the years, and I don't think I know over the years, the books are getting smaller and smaller. They ripped out they the white pages. And I have a sneaky theory. I can't, I haven't had a client that would, would really let me pull the trigger on this, but I think that that book from like five years ago, that's bigger, yeah. that has more of the ads in there, uh-huh. that book's being held on to those that still like to let their fingers do the, the walk in, <laughs> um, those that, that, that still use, there's a big group out there that still does use the yellow pages. Yeah. Um, they're hanging on to those older books and your ads are reading that older book. So when the new ones right. come and there are these mini versions of with less options and everything else, people are like, 
Ah, throw that one that. in the trash. I got the it's big dog over there. Ten percent of what the what the big dog is, right? Exactly, right. So my thought, a little side note here. I think that uh, that uh, twenty eleven phone book that you have sitting there, well, that your ad is in, has a better shelf life Ooh. than the ads that you're about to advertise in. You don't have to. You everybody's <laughs> using the giant book from. 11 that's a good point right exactly so i just opened up the pandora's <laughs> box and all the yellow page people out there to start bashing get all kinds but, of phone uh, calls sorry guys sorry yellow pages no. that would be awesome it'd be fun to talk about so um you know that second step of creating a marketing budget is really you know identifying how much money you can devote towards the marketing okay once you have that number the next step is is then the third step developing a strategy that's in line with these marketing goals and budgets. So okay. what's your what's your game plan? Are you are you trying to get more traffic to your website and you need to get in front of new new eyeballs? Mm-hmm. Then you can do that TV campaign with the landing page, do Facebook ads, you uh, invest heavily in content creation, do right. uh, um, link building to up your SEO game. If if you want to increase the value of your current customers, then you go hard and heavy in, in creating some new products that you could sell to your customers, communicate those customers, maybe with an email marketing program or some, some funnels there that you could really some drip campaigns that you could really get this new ideas and, or maybe some research and finding out what your current customer base is. And you do some right. surveying and things along those lines. So whatever those goals are, you look at some different tactics individually mm-hmm. that can work together in the, for, in the form of a strategy and, you, that's you you develop that strategy okay so i got my goals i got my budget i've got my ideas i've got my strategy when do i start to actually go about putting that in place that's that's just it. you implement that strategy whatever your your overall um marketing plan strategy calls for if it's mm-hmm. a seasonal business then you, you hit those months that, that you them. want to hit right. be, uh if it's you know going to be uh a very similar even approach month after month, then, then you begin that right away. Okay. Um, the one thing I, I can't stress enough is, is measure results. Put yourself in a position where you can measure how effective everything is working. Right. And, and don't rely on the customer telling you where they found you. Interesting. So we have a lot of times where there might be, uh, I don't say don't do this, but th- that's, you, you you're relying on a customer to recall mm-hmm. and they might've seen you three different spots. They might've seen your TV ad, hit your website and then got an email from you. Well, yeah. the email is probably the most fresh email. They only tell you about the, the TV commercial or whatever it is. Right. It's probably, it's likely going to be whatever is <clears throat> the last point in contact that really set that trigger, but it takes away from the value of the TV commercial. So if sure. you're like, Oh, I got your email. Then you're like, Oh man, TV's not working. When in fact, TV's working well because that <laughs> yeah, was how you got there. into your universe. Exactly. <laughs> right. So how do you measure television? That's, that's a, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. I would put a unique URL in your TV yet. Yeah. And then you can look at the traffic Specific of that landing page going to that particular page. Yeah. Good point. Exactly. And if you have, uh, if you're advertising on, on several different stations, uh, use a one, you a unique URL for each station so that Good you can point. then understand that. Well, and that's that going to allow you to make adjustments and, and everything moving forward for the campaign too. Right. Exactly. And that would be the last step, you know, you look at your metrics and say, okay, what's working great. Mm-hmm. 
what's what's overperforming, what's underperforming. Obviously, take funds from the things that you can clearly identify are underperforming and put those towards the things that are performing well. So, I mean, creating a marketing budget really formulates it. There's those are the general steps. Yeah. Obviously, we get into a lot more detail with uh, the the. Every, each of those steps has a lot of added detail, but in general, that's how you go about really figuring out how to put all that into place. Good, good, good stuff today. Um, <clears throat> all right. So we've covered pretty much everything that we wanted to chat about, right? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Well, um, that is a wrap for today. We want to thank everybody for listening to our conversation about marketing budgets. Be be sure to check out the show notes at neongoldfish.com forward slash podcast. Before we go, I just wanted to thank everyone for all the support that we have received on the podcast. You know, if you guys, if you guys like anything that's going on here, leave us a review on iTunes, Google play, or, you know, whatever platform it is that you guys are listening on and tell, uh, Tell anyone else that you uh, think might find our conversations about marketing and sales helpful to their businesses about the Neon Noise podcast. Uh, it would be gratefully appreciated. Um, yes. You know, we, uh, or if you have a, an idea for a topic uh, or a guest that you think would be great to have on the show, um, you know, or feedback or anything to make the show better, please shoot us a message through Twitter. Um, at Neon Goldfish or send us a message through neongoldfish.com website. Y'all have a great day today and we will be back next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Neon Noise Podcast. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, please subscribe, share with a friend, or write a review. We want to cover the topics you want to hear. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like Justin and Ken to cover, connect with us on Twitter at Neon Goldfish or through our website at neongoldfish.com.